Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. Welcome back to Season 2 of NFT and Chill. On this week's episode, we have Ari Gore from Zengo, and we're going to be talking about the newest features with crypto and NFT wallets and how to be safe in the space with your assets. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. So welcome back to the show. And who I have with me today is actually a special guest from Zengo, who actually sponsors the show and helps make all of this possible, Ari Gore. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a true pleasure. You want to give the listeners an introduction? Yeah, sure. So like you said, hi, everyone. My name is Ari. I am the head of communications at Zengo, the most secure crypto wallet. I'm sure we will get into why. I've been with Zengo for almost a year and a half. My entrance to the crypto space is actually non-traditional. In my first career, I was a U.S. diplomat for about a decade, focused on economic policy uh, around the world, specifically in the Middle East. My discovery of Bitcoin and then Ethereum, this whole world, everything that Web3 can promise, absolutely blew me away when I realized that things that we were doing as governments, millions of dollars that we were deploying around the world to try to make transparency systems and improve governance could actually be done much better and in a new way. And, and that's called crypto. So that's sort of my why. That's, that's why I'm here at the 30,000 foot view. Yeah, absolutely. I actually love that. I didn't know you were a diplomat. We don't run into many of, uh, of those folks in, in this profession yet. Yet. I, I think that will change. So you just like spend time in like an embassy somewhere? Yeah, so I worked at U.S. embassies around the world. That was like an incredible experience. I mean, there are really devoted people who truly care about making a difference and doing good. But for lots of different reasons, I decided to move on, especially during COVID. We all had uh, new realizations. We had time to jump into different rabbit holes. And that's when I started to learn more about first Bitcoin and then Ethereum. You kind of go down the long tail of this universe and discover a lot of value and depth beyond what you initially had thought was, or at least what I thought was silly and filled with scams. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Like when I think of like diplomats and like embassies, like I think of like the CIA and like case officers <laughs> and stuff like that. Do you ever have any like run-ins with that? Well, I just remember that it was always suggested to say that um, it's not um, part of the world that I experienced. So it's not like a Jack Ryan scenario going on. God, if that was the case, I would be so much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much going on right now in terms of crypto wallets, NFT wallets. Should you get a hot wallet? Should you get a cold wallet? Like it's, There's a big safety shift going on right now. Could you explain what, what Zengo has coming out and the differences and what makes Zengo the safest wallet in Web3? Yeah, absolutely. Zengo is different than every wallet that most people have ever experienced. Every typical wallet, for the most part, has a single point of failure called private key or a seed phrase. 
that's the baseline architecture for the traditional wallet. Zango uses something else. It's called MPC, which stands for multi-party computation. Happy to get into kind of some of the background and the details behind it. It's not seen as often because it's just a lot more work to make. We actually spent the first year of the company developing this architecture before we even built the alpha version of the wallet. We're playing the long game here. Uh, you can kind of call it the, the long, short way to, to get to mass adoption. There are a number of elements of an MPC wallet that make it much safer and more secure, not just for the newbies coming to crypto, but pretty much everyone. I use the Zengo wallet now just because I've enjoyed it, even before it was sponsoring the show. Could you explain how the MPC works? Absolutely. And actually, before that, I'd like to kind of take a step back and get a sense of the ecosystem today and ask a question. Are we ready for everyone who is about to enter this space? If you look at the number of people who have some sort of crypto asset, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, NFTs, etc., there are an estimated maybe 200 million people around the world who have something. But based on current adoption rates, we're expected to hit about a billion people in the next eight years or so by about 2030. So that's a massive wave that's coming. Are we ready for them as an industry? Based on the current systems in place, how much Bitcoin do you think has been lost or stolen because of private keys and seed phrases? Wow, I would probably say it's somewhere in the billions, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, over an estimated $100 billion of Bitcoin alone has been lost or stolen. Like, of course, that price in US dollar terms will fluctuate, but that's so much. And that's by the early adopters. That's by the OGs, the people who are supposed to be good at holding on to their crypto assets. If we look at the case today and we see that already people are losing their assets, and at the same time, we're going to see this massive wave of newer people coming in, then the question is, are we ready for them? And the answer is clearly we're not based on the solutions currently provided. And so that's why Zengo decided to tackle this. And that's why we spent so much time on MPC, because the focus on this seed phrase has resulted in so many people losing their assets. It's likely one of the reasons why people were keeping money in centralized exchanges like FTX and BlockFi and Celsius because they were afraid to move them to these traditional wallets because self-custody is hard. And so we wanted to find a better way to make it not just easier, but more secure. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. The more safety in the space and the more you can kind of relax about your assets, you know, we definitely need more of that. Could you explain how how it works? Yeah, how the security works on like on chain because it's not a cold wallet. Right. So Zengo uses MPC. The first thing about MPC that's worth noting is this technology is not new. It started actually in about the 1970s. While Zengo is the first crypto wallet for average consumers, um, MPC has been around at the institutional level for a number of years uh, to custody billions of dollars, probably even trillions of dollars of assets over time. And like I said, it's just harder to to implement at the consumer level, so it just takes longer to see other wallets kind of catch up and start to move to the space. So let's look at the, the seed phrase or private key as the core of a wallet, because this is the, the mental model that I think most people who are listening have, right? You download a traditional wallet onto your phone, for example, and then it says either import a seed phrase, like write one down that you insert one that you have already, or create a new one. Let's say you want to create a new one, you press a button, um, the software works with your device hardware, 
and it uses a, a randomization mechanism to create a long string, which long story short turns into your seed phrase. And then that is stored on your wallet. And then you're asked to write it down somewhere if you ever want to recover it. And what happens? People lose it. Or they accidentally write it down somewhere where it shouldn't be written down and uh, it gets stolen. Because a seed phrase is both the way to recover your assets, but also represents your assets, there's this deep conflict between recoverability and security. What do I mean by that? From a security perspective, you want this seed phrase nowhere because anybody who can see it or access it can get your assets, right? But from a recoverability perspective, you want the seed phrase everywhere because if you lose the seed phrase, if you can't recover your assets, well, then no one's recovering those assets and those are going to be lost forever, right? So this focus on a single point of failure has caused so much stress and upset and lost assets over time. Hey fam, we're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about our incredible sponsor. If you own crypto and leave it on an exchange where you bought it, like Coinbase, that's a mistake. We've heard the news lately. Exchanges close, accounts frozen. We're learning the hard way. Crypto on an exchange is really not in your control. So what can we do? Get a secure crypto wallet and control your crypto yourself. All those not your keys, not your crypto wallets have the same vulnerability. A single private key that that can be lost or stolen. My new sponsor, Zengo, which I personally use as my crypto wallet. I know crypto can be stressful. Zengo created the crypto wallet we've all been waiting for. It's controlled by you. So unlike an exchange, no one can access your crypto but yourself. But at the same time, Zengo removed the private key vulnerability. Keep your crypto and NFTs safe with next-gen tech the big guys have been using for years thanks to Zengo. Download the Zengo app from the App Store or Google Play. That's Z-E-N-G-O and use code NFT and chill to get 0% fees on your first purchase up to $1,000 when you select Banksa as your purchasing option. That's code NFT and chill for 0% fees on your first purchase via Banksa. MPC is a different approach under the name, right? Multi-party computation. You take multiple parties, you break them into different parts, and they compute something that you're trying to do. So different companies will apply multi-party computation in different ways. I can explain how, how Zengo is doing it for a user with their Zengo wallet. Would you like me to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear like the average user's uh, experience. Okay, great. So what Zengo does is instead of have like this right traditional seed phrase, we have what we call two secret shares. So when you download a Zengo wallet and you say, you know, create my wallet, the first thing that happens is you uh, enter your email address that starts this process of setting up your own secret share. And when you create your own secret share on your device, the Zengo server is going to be creating its own secret share there. So what we have is two secret shares that talk to each other in order to compute or support any on-chain transaction. What this means is you need both of them to operate. And if somebody for some reason is able to get access to one of these two shares, well, they can't do anything with it. So it's actually much more difficult to hack. Yeah, see, I love that. Let's get into how Wallet works with centralized exchanges and how people can stay safe in this space. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, 
November. I think that's when most of this happened, right? When at least the most recent iteration. And I know people impacted. I mean, I'm sure we all do. Um, I was impacted to a small degree as well. I mean, it's really upsetting to see these things happen. I guess for a few reasons. I mean, the first is it just doesn't respect the ethos of crypto, right? Everything that we're trying to build is permissionless, easily accessible, transparent, and controlled by you. These centralized players are not, especially in places where there's poor regulation. It's sort of like the worst of both worlds. If you're leaving money, at least in the United States with the bank that has FDIC insurance, you know that your money is going to be there. You don't need to worry about a bank run. Right now, with most of these crypto exchanges or these crypto banks, it's not on chain. You don't actually know what's going on behind this black box. You just have to trust. There's no baseline regulation to protect consumers. So what we saw actually in November was, I don't know if you felt this way, especially people who aren't in the crypto space, they, they came talk. oh no, Ari, God, things must be so difficult. They must be so challenging. And I think it really depends on where you were in the ecosystem. Because if you're in centralized services, then a lot were suffering. If you're in the DeFi world, if you're in the on-chain world, if you're working with Zango, we saw the best numbers on every single metric since we were founded as a company. Because I think a lot of people started to realize the importance of self-custody and of controlling your assets yourself in a way that it's transparent and you can see what's actually going on. Look at, like I've mentioned a couple of times, the DeFi world through all of this has done very well. I mean, you look at people who are strictly using Uniswap and One Inch and all these companies that are yeah. strictly DeFi. It, it didn't break. Yeah, it right. Didn't break. I mean, it was it was crazy to see that. You know, in the traditional world, the traditional or maybe the the centralized crypto world seemed to I wouldn't say copy, but reflect a lot of what we've seen in traditional finance, especially during like the two thousand eight two thousand nine meltdown. But inside of DeFi, everything was working as normal and as expected. Ethereum kept on adding more blocks. Bitcoin kept on adding more blocks. Like the blockchain was working. And it's, it's really cool to see that. You know, decentralization is why we're here and why, you know, we believe in Web3. So having one foot in Web2 with like centralized and CeFi, it just that didn't work. So, you know, we need to take the good parts of what we've done and move on to a more decentralized world. And, and I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, one of the quotes I heard recently that I, I like a lot, like it, at least at this stage, a lot of people still have needs for central exchanges, but you should treat one like a bathroom, right? You, you go in, you do what you got to do, and then you get out and you don't leave your crypto there. <laughs> there are, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Thanks. I, I can't claim credit for it. You know, credit to whoever came up with that. I also think that other more DeFi-focused uh, services are finding ways to get these exchanges, if not all together, as much as possible, right? So like Zengo, many other wallets allow you to buy crypto directly through them with fiat on-ramp services. Um, I think I saw recently some of these dApps are now starting to offer that as well, which is really cool to see. So now people won't even need to interact with these exchanges in order to do what they're trying to do on a daily basis very excited for and optimistic for 2023. I think there's going to be, you know, each time we have like a new year, all the stuff that people have been building previous year comes out. So I'm excited to see what this year has in store. It'll be it'll be an interesting year nonetheless. Yeah, I am too. And I think that in 2022, over $3 billion was stolen in Web3 hacks, which is sort of crazy when you think about it. But 
I think that the industry is starting to find ways to defend against it. Um, there's always going to be like a cat in the mouse sort of game, but we are getting better, right? It starts with the culture, right? So understanding like if you're going to mint a project to go to the right address and to make sure that you know how to do it and not to mint too quickly just because you're feeling really excited and realize that someone might be trying to fish you. So part of it just has to happen with the security best practices that people unfortunately need to learn. But I think a bigger responsibility too also sits with the industry players, the DAP, the wallets, to add more systems in place to make it more difficult for us to even make mistakes as users. Because I think that's the best type of security. When a system is established that doesn't even like you make a mistake, even if you were trying to. At Zango, we announced a few months ago the implementation of a built-in Web3 firewall. It's sort of like a stoplight. So anytime you want to support an on-chain transaction, like buy an NFT, mint one, send it to a friend, or just approve something, we'll display a color, green, go. We know it's verified. You're, you're good to go. We know this smart contract. It's not an issue. Yellow, if it's unclear. And red, if we know that 99% chance this represents a hack. But you think you're sending an NFT to a smart contract, but in reality, it's actually a private wallet. And so this is likely somebody trying to steal something directly from you. That's one of the big hacks that we saw over the past year. By implementing these sorts of processes, we've already helped a lot of people from making mistakes. Um, and I think that we're going to start to see this in other places. Many other wallets are going to in integrate things like that as well. See, that's definitely been an awesome feature for the wallet. I do think we are going to see some steps forward having to do with safety and identity and privacy, which is definitely something I'm excited for. Ari, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm stoked to have someone from Zen go on and especially you because we have a relationship outside of you know the show and everything. Yeah, but I really loved watching you grow. Oh my God, what an amazing community that you're building. In the bear market. No, the listeners have been absolutely incredible. And, you know, the sky's the limit for sure. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you and also Zengo? Yeah, sure. So I'm on Twitter at Ariel, A-R-I-E-L-M-G-O-R-E. -G -O -E. Zengo, follow us at Z-E-N-G-O. We're going to be giving special access to everyone in Zengo, a, a very exciting NFT gaming project in early January. You, you might have seen, right, that we announced we're the preferred wallet for the Smurfs. They're one of the first really loved and uh, recognized global brands coming to Web3. They have this beautiful game that they're developing and the Zango community is going to get access to it before the general public. So if anybody wants, uh, you're more than welcome to, of course, download Zango, try it out. I actually just redeemed my free Smurf NFT came with a bunch of accessories for the game. It's actually super cool. I'm pretty stoked. Also, NFT and Chill has officially hit 100,000 downloads. This is super incredible because the show is completely organic and it's all thanks to you, the listeners, and all the incredible guests we've had on the show. Thank you so much from all over the world for listening. This is still just the beginning. Ari, thank yeah, you so absolutely. much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And that's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guest Ari Gore from Zengo for coming on. And of course, I want to thank Zengo for making this episode possible. If you haven't checked out their wallet, definitely. I think Ari even gave you a couple of incentives to check it out. I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. 
and being subscribed and supporting the show. You've been an absolutely incredible. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss uh, another episode that we'll be having next week. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast. <laughs>